What's up? Welcome to 49ers After Dark. That's Jesse Naylor, Grant Cohn. Didn't know what I was going to be talking about today until 6.20 in the morning. Now Trey Lance officially on the trade block. Although the Niners, the Niners aren't calling teams. They're, they're not calling teams. Teams are just blowing their phone up. And they're saying, no, we don't, we don't want to do it. And I don't know. I guess that's the story. Jesse, we're going to talk about what the Niners should realistically expect in return. All that stuff. But first, I guess we got to like parse things and figure out what's really happening. So the big distinction is that they're fielding calls. The 49ers are fielding calls like a shortstop. They are yeah. not making calls. God, they're not. Don't you <laughs> make sure you get that right. What's the difference? It's a big difference. I mean, one is you're dialing numbers and the other one is you're hitting the answer button. That's the biggest difference. I, you know, it's, it's funny that this com- came out because it's clearly coming from the 49ers or I guess it could be coming from Trey Lance's team if, if he wants to get traded, but it's coming from most likely inside the building. And so if that is the case, it doesn't matter if you're fielding calls or if you're making the calls. The point is, is that you are willing to trade said player. You've talked about it all offseason. Over the last week, there's this push from all media members, it seems like, you know, big conglomerate media members that are talking about, oh, Sam Darnold might be the starter week one. Well, then you've got all these other things that have led up to this point. And then today you hear, oh, they're fielding calls, but they're not making calls. They're just listening to the calls. It doesn't matter if you're offered something, you're going to take it. If if you like the offer that's coming back, and if you don't, you're probably going to say, hey, this is what it will take to get this player. It doesn't matter if you made the call or not. There is no but distinction. The, but the perception is very important because 100%. if the if the report is the Niners are making call, calling teams about Trey Lance, then one could infer they're not getting calls about Trey Lance so therefore, they have to make the calls, which implies that there's no market for him, which implies that they might trade him for a seventh round pick, if not cut him. That's bad. So if you tell people you're making calls, you hurt his trade value, which they're very good at doing. So they're trying to not do that for a change. And they're saying they're fielding calls, which makes it seem like, oh my God, is it eight teams? Is it 12? Is right. it 17 teams? Right. And right. is anyone out offering a first round pick? I mean, they're trying to create like, fear of missing out, all that stuff. Like everything you try to do with your thumbnails and your headlines on YouTube to get them to click, like that's what they're doing with Trey Lance right now. Absolutely, that's what they're doing. And you know, I guess it's better than not trying, but it's it's fairly obvious. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, they've they've hit the trigger here for FOMO, for sure. You've hit the FOMO trigger for all these other teams. And maybe they're going to click. Maybe they're going to click and they're going to want to watch the video and they're going to inquire about Trey Lance. I don't know, but it it is. It's what do you want? Thing. Second round big? Click. Sorry. All right. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So there, there's a price. There's obviously a price. We don't know what that price is, but they have a price in mind and they are open for business at the very least. And so this, this thing is going to get interesting over the next couple of weeks for sure. Yeah, because the way I read this is whether, whether they're fielding calls or making calls, I don't know. That's all spin. Uh, all I know is that the Niners... I feel more confident that this came from the Niners. So what the Niners want you to know is that call us, please call us about Trey. Hey, it's like, it's like when you, you know, like, uh, when we were kids, you'd watch TV late at night and you'd like find um, those like channels where they'd be trying to sell you crap. Just yeah. Awful stuff. But they're like, yeah. it's, it's 80% off for the next five minutes. If you yeah. call right now, I think the Niners are trying to pull that one. Like, Hey, you might get a real good deal. If you call immediately, 
because eight yeah. teams are calling. I mean, the, the you hear the phones? The phones are off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing that stuff, man. It's like, I'm sorry, I don't buy it. And it's not because I don't, I don't like Trey Lance. It's just that I feel like his, the value that got him to pick three overall um, initially was all based on speculation. Like he played one year and then there was a pandemic and you're thinking like, I project based on X, Y, Z. Two years later, like you go back and you're like, man, his resume is thin. Man, his resume is thin. And his contract's already halfway up. Like, oh, it's not, it's, like if you were in the draft right now, you could say, man, he still would be a first round pick, but he's not. He's on this contract. He's kind of expensive. He hasn't played. There's a lot of things going against him. So, but 17 teams calling the Niners. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's a fire sale over here, man. It's a fire sale. Over here. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it is interesting though, because, the spin that was put on it has definitely fooled a lot of people. A lot of people are like, hey, it's not that big of a deal. Of course they're going to field calls when they put out there that he's competing with Sam Darnold and Brock Purdy's their guy. What do you expect was going to happen? This isn't that big of a deal. It doesn't mean they want to trade him. Okay. And maybe maybe they don't want to trade him right now. And I... I Then why is this a report? How did this get out there? You Because I, I, I just don't look at Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter as breaking news that teams don't want broken. Right. You think Ian Rappaport got like a, a, a scoop from someone and just went with it and didn't run this by the Niners? I, I think... I'm just guessing. It seems like that's how the business works today. That everyone understands. Everyone signs off on every report that gets broken. And the Niners probably serves the Niners somehow. They wanted this out. I'm guessing... Niners don't sue me, but I'm just it just seems like it serves you. Who else would would break this news? The Lions, yeah, the Bears, and, and when the Tigers when with what else came out earlier in the day from you know a, a 49er? It's a 49er like news breaking account, but they're usually pretty accurate here. Said something along the lines of, "Hey, 49ers have had discussions of trying to get up into the second round or early third round," and then about an hour later, this comes out, and you're like, "Oh, well." I mean, how were you planning on getting up that high in the draft? Was it going to be by trading these crazy, great third-round picks? Probably not. You probably Maybe they'll trade Ty Davis Price. Player. Yeah. They'll trade Ty Davis Price for a second-round pick. Yeah, say. yeah. there you go. <laughs> Chris Telerico says, Lance in a third for Cousins and part of his cap hit this season. Then Kyle's seat is on fire by ownership to win a Super Bowl this season. Boy, that would be unpopular. Yeah, yeah, I would say it, I it is kind of crazy how much hate Kirk Cousins gets. I think he's fine. I wouldn't pay him what he's getting paid by any means. He's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's been a consistent top 12 quarterback in the league. I don't think that's enough to necessarily win a Super Bowl, but he's better than what people think. But yeah, that wouldn't be popular at all. The better than Jimmy Garoppolo line has gotten people like way too much hype. Like that is nothing to be. Like, who cares? Yeah, it, Is Kirk Cousins Dece? Yeah. Are you gonna, is he ever going to win a Super Bowl, Jesse? No, no, he's not. No, and that's so, waste time. But also, let I him mean, go to the that, Arizona Cardinals. Isn't the isn't that really the argument that every 49er fan that thinks Brock Purdy is is the next great thing? Isn't that their same argument? He's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. That's yeah, the well, argument. Look, I like Brock Purdy. Great story. Good kid. Bright future. If I if you if I had to guess, is Brock Purdy going to win a Super Bowl? I would guess no. Sorry, but I, you know, I'm usually wrong about most things, so we'll see. <laughs> this could be different for sure. Do you think Tr Trey has requested a trade and that's why the Niners are answering calls or what do you think is going on here? Is this what Trey wants? Was this his request? What do you think?
I just think it's an interesting way to look at it. And I, I want to give credit to uh, Levin on on Twitter. I know he and Stats do a weekly show. He's the one that kind of threw it out there. He's like, "Would we? Is this like? Would this be a shocking thing? Let's really think through this." All off season, you've talked up Sam Darnold. You've basically said Purdy's your guy. You you brought in Sam Darnold as fast as you could as soon as the legal tampering period starts. Trey Lance is finally healthy. Videos are out there. Is it that far fetched that he would say, you know what, just trade me? And of course, he's not going to like make a big deal about it. He's not going to scrub his account or anything like that. But behind the scenes, he's like, clearly, you don't want me here. You're going to draft another guy, anyways. Just just trade me. I need to play. Like I'm, I'm fighting for my career here and I don't have a chance in a 49er uniform. Maybe I do somewhere else. I think it's, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I personally don't think that's what's happening here. I think the 49ers yeah. are legitimately fielding calls or whatever, Yeah. but I, uh, I don't think it's that far fetched to believe that this could be a possibility at this point. Yeah, it could be a possibility. It just, the little I know of Trey Lance, it seems out of his character and personality. What he said was in the Rich Eisen interview, he just wants a chance to compete. Not sure he's going to get the chance, but I think he was telling the truth. He seems like a confident person who thinks he could beat out Sam Darnold and Brock Purdy on a level playing field with the same players around them. I think he probably feels that way. He probably feels he hasn't gotten an opportunity he probably feels he could have done every single thing Brock Purdy did down the stretch last year if he had been given an opportunity with all those players. He could be wrong, but I think that's how he thinks. I don't think he necessarily wants to get out of here. And it depends on, I guess, his communication with the head coach. What kind of relationship does he have with Kyle Shanahan? Because, I, I mean, I don't really feel like the Niners are in lockstep about anything in, the, in an organization. They act like they are. We'll talk about that later. But what's his relationship like with Kyle? If If he has one and they communicate and Kyle says, you know, Look, dude, I still believe in you. Like, Because he said that to the press, right? He was going to have a great year last year. If he says those things like that to Trey, then I could see Trey being like, look, I don't care about the noise. I'm showing up to OTAs. I'm going to minicamp. I'm going to kick Sam Darnold's ass. Like, why would he not feel that way? If he didn't feel that way, I would say, uh, trade him right now. But I would assume he feels like he's going to kick ass this offseason. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And I think... I think that's all that he really truly does want is a chance to compete. But is it possible that he's looking at it and saying, that's not the vibe they're giving me. I, I don't even know if I get a chance to compete here. If I'm not even given that chance, I can't win a job that I'm not competing for. I have zero opportunity. So you can say outwardly that, oh, I, you know, I can still win the job. And if Purdy's not healthy and it's between Sam and I and whatever, but that's not really what's being said to me behind closed doors, or that's not the vibe I get. If I don't feel like I'm even given the opportunity to compete, I'm willing to compete, but maybe that means I got to do it on another roster. I can't do it here with San Francisco. And I'm not saying that's the way he feels or that's the way he should feel. I just don't think it's that far-fetched that that potentially could be where he's at mentally. I, I don't know. It could be. Um, it could be. I guess it's not. But it could be, yeah. Asking for. I mean, a trade. I, I lean towards that it's the team that's doing this, and that there is a a chance. And I think if he's not traded, he'll be the starter week one. That's I, I really believe that. Now, how long does he remain the starter? That is ultimately up to Trey. But that's all he could ask for is a chance to compete. And if he can start week one, how long can you hold on to the job? That's up to you. I think that he would be fine with that. 
see, if there's a team that ends up trading for him, that doesn't necessarily mean that team would play him right away. That team could be, no. you know, a team with the starter that they want for one more year, and the plan could be, well, we'll sit Trey for one more year. Right. And he'll learn our system. And then, you know, it's like, did you really benefit, Trey, like from go, from leaving this team? So, I mean, he's in a really tough spot. It's not really his fault, um, and I feel for him. But he's now has to make a very difficult decision, and uh, his whole career is um, biting on it. Yeah, I mean, legitimately, this is this is kind of it, right? I mean, at least yeah. for for the 49ers side of things. But if he doesn't play a single game this year, Grant, I don't know. I mean, I know he's still only 24, but that's that's gonna be tough. It's gonna be real tough. So. Ezio says, you think Casey is fielding calls for Mahomes, LOL. <laughs> right, 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 right. Or do you think Absolutely. the 49ers are fielding calls for Bosa or no. Trent Williams or Fred Warner? Or They you know say I mean? they would field calls for anyone, but come on. Are they fielding All calls day, for every day, Kim says, no. All day, no. every day, Kim says, Trey area to Miami. Yeah. It's another place he wouldn't play much. Um. Nathan Flores says, I'm frustrated. Kylan John, could we please have one offseason with no quarterback drama? Trey has four starts and hasn't had the chance to play with Kittle. IU Debo CMC. Kyle ran him as a running back. So if he gets traded, fire Kyle Lynch, says Nathan Flores. I, I can understand the frustration. Uh, I just feel like once you make it's not just like it's not just that the Niners had the third pick in the draft. They traded up for it. They spent mm -hmm. three years of first round picks on this guy. To do all that. And to give up for not that much after four starts is just organizational malpractice. He didn't get arrested. He didn't get, he didn't uh, throw five picks in a game. I mean, his first four starts were perfectly respectable. Uh, and you're running out of town because he got hurt and Brock Purdy was good for two months. No, you can't do that. You can't. I'm sorry. It's malpractice. Because if he goes somewhere yeah. else and is good, um, then everyone needs to get fired everyone we'll talk about that later not just one person battle beast 19 says if trey gets traded i'll hate this team forever battle beast 19 that's good that's a good that's a good that's good jed batman lives says free trey lance hire rogers fire kyle shanahan and uh jay land uh jay lynch if no super bowl yeah you know it's it's interesting because i know the fans like there will be a lot of infighting like Oh, if you're a Trey Lance fan, just leave with him. Who cares? We don't care. You may not care as another fan, and you look at it and say, "Well, you shouldn't root for players over the team. You're you're a fan of the team." And that, sure, that may be true if we're gatekeeping fandom, but I think that the 49ers should care. 49ers should care. They just turned this thing from a lemonade stand into a Fortune 500 company, so they should probably care if people want to want to root for this team and be here and and care if this player gets traded. Yeah, I don't remember the lemonade stand just throwing away multiple first round <laughs> picks on a guy who never got a chance. I don't remember yeah. that. I mean, that's is that what Fortune 500 companies do? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Gold Rush says the Niners need to move beyond the quarterback drama, pick a lane already, and commit. I gotta say, I appreciate it though because it it, it it spices up the off season like it. We could be talking about right tackle all offseason. That gets boring. So thank you, Kyle. But at the same time, it's not good for your organization. Okay. No, definitely Moving not. And, and, but I think I do. I do think that if Purdy was healthy, there would be a much clearer path here, and they would commit to Brock Purdy. 
Now I don't agree with that commitment, but the commitment would be there. And, and I, I can't, I can't begrudge them for that just because it's not the choice I would make. I do think committing to a, a quarterback makes a ton of sense, but now you've got this injury here that complicates things. And so you can't commit because what if Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, or kid you draft starts for four weeks and is better than Brock Purdy. How do you commit yeah. to Brock Purdy coming off the injury? You can't. So yeah. that's the problem. All right. This, um, occurred to me i was at the annual owners meetings and john lynch spoke first kyle shanahan spoke second they spoke on the same topic they had totally different messages stories the whole thing expectations hopes dreams i mean john lynch made it real clear brock's the guy he's special doesn't matter he's only started eight games doesn't matter he blew out his elbow he's special he's the guy and that's it kyle the next day is like um, we're putting that on hold. If he hadn't blown out his UCL, it'd be one thing. We're putting that on hold. And right now, Trey Lance would have had just as good of a year. And I freaking love Sam Darnold. So I'm open-minded. Two very different messages. And now we're hearing that the Niners are fielding calls, Trey Lance. And it makes me wonder who is fielding the calls. And are these two on the same page? Is Is John the one being like, it's we should do this now while Kyle's like, mm, I don't know. It just felt like that when, when I see this report and I think of how they spoke three weeks ago, it makes me wonder. They act like they're always in lockstep, but organizations don't work that way. And we always have so many questions about their quarterback plan. Is it because there's two plants in this organization? Yeah, I, I, I don't think they are in lockstep. And let's just go, let's go back to history and what we know for sure. Let's, let's not speculate, but let's walk through the timeline for a second. So Jimmy Garoppolo comes here. We know for sure that is a, that is a John Lynch decision. That's a John Lynch production. He had to talk Kyle Shanahan into it. Kyle Shanahan self-admittedly was depressed for a couple weeks. One of Kirk as he should have been, as he should have been, been. Jimmy, as he should have been. So then when they are going through the process of drafting Trey Lance, John Lynch is asked about what makes this something along the lines of what makes this process different than 2017. And he throws Shanahan under the bus and says, well, we didn't really even look at Patrick Mahomes or any of those guys because Shanahan had a guy in mind talking Mm -hmm. about Kirk Cousins. So there's two discrepancies when it comes to the quarterback position. So then... When it comes to drafting Trey Lance. And not to, real quick, Kyle's the one who fell out of love with Jimmy. John loves Jimmy. Right. Always has, always will. Just want to keep going. Well, yep, 100%. So then when it comes to drafting Trey Lance, who's a guy that gets brought up? Well, Kyle Shanahan talks about Josh Allen and how Josh Allen could have been a 49er if they didn't already have a guy under contract. Who was that guy? Well, that was John Lynch's guy, Jimmy Garoppolo. And if they had and, just kept losing in 2017, they would have got yep. Josh Allen in 2018. Yep. Right. Yep. And so then you look at the week leading up to the draft, the just off kilter energy between those two at that press conference that Kyle wasn't even supposed to be at. Correct. You got he John looking it. at Kyle and saying, well, I mean, I'm just going to defer to him, whatever he wants to do. So I don't think they were on the same page here. I think Lance was Lance a Lance was a Kyle guy. Shanahan production. 
Yes. Exactly. And so yes. now you've got And he was pushing Lynch. John Lynch's guy out. Oh, 100%. And 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 not only that though, now you've got John Lynch saying this guy's a bust. Look at him. He can't even stay healthy. He better stay healthy. He can't even right. stay healthy. Right. Every so it's like Kyle and, and John. Speak. It's like Kyle and John competing for who was right, who was wrong yes. on this quarterback issue. Yes. You were wrong about Jimmy. Well, you were wrong about Trey. Okay. Can we both agree on Brock? Well, not necessarily. I could see theoretically John being very excited about Brock the way he was about Jimmy, since they're very similar. And Kyle being Kyle being like, well, actually, a lot of it is me and Christian and Debo and Kittle. And that's true. So I could just see that. Be, so doesn't mean that they won't trade Trey. But I feel like one person in this organization is probably a lot more gung ho about it than others. I and I don't know if he's the most like powerful person in the organization. He's very powerful. He's a Hall of Famer. He's smart. I wouldn't want to have to go toe to toe with him. But he doesn't necessarily have the final say here. So we'll see. Well, he's also very connected with media. I'm just saying that. Who do you who do you call when you're offering a trade? Ghostbusters. You, you're that true. So Ghostbusters really makes the, yeah, makes the decision. Pretty much. But who do you call? You call the general manager. John Lynch mm -hmm. is the one fielding the calls, so it's you know job. he's going to to Kyle and like, man, we can get a second for your guy Trey right now. Like I'm telling you, he's a bust. yeah. Here's a scenario. Here's a scenario. John's like, hey, uh, Kyle, I, we really need to trade Trey right now. Kyle's like. I mean, if you can find me an offer that blows me away, okay. And John's like, bet, give me eight days. And he's working. And Kyle's mm -hmm. like, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not that great. Uh, so I think, I think if you, if you want Trey Lance on the 49ers, you got to really believe in Kyle Shanahan right now. He's the yeah. one who brought him here. He's the one who has to stick up for him uh, and, and fight for him to stay here. Don't try to pivot and be like, you know what? I like Sam Darnold just as much. Don't do that. Kyle, have some conviction because if you don't, the guy's going to be gone in like eight days. Well, and, and let's try to look at it again. And a few weeks ago or a couple, I guess a month ago, whenever they signed Sam Darnold at this point, the point that I brought up at that time is to me, Sam Darnold fits the Trey Lance mold a lot more than he does mm -hmm. the Brock Purdy mold. He can rush for 500 yards in a season. He has a, a game where he's put up 84 rushing yards and 69 rushing yards. He mm. has a cannon for an arm. He is, you know, 6'2", 6'3", 240 pounds or whatever. Then you're looking at a pick. guy. For, number yeah, three right pick. There you go. He's got that right number there. three pick skill number set. Three. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. And then and then you've got three visits with DTR, who's a smaller frame, but much but more athletic. Absolutely like Lance. Absolutely. I'm with you on there. I'm with you on All there. of it. Yes. So yes. clearly the type of archetype that Kyle likes yep. is not the Brock Purdy archetype. Doesn't mean I'm not saying he doesn't like Brock Purdy or is not on board with him starting, but what did Kyle Shanahan say when they drafted Purdy? Matt Mayoko said, who is this guy? And Kyle said, he's Nick Mullins. They invoked Nick Mullins multiple times publicly. Hey, this guy is, we, we want a backup like that. And they were surprised at how well he moves because Mullins can't move like that. Uh, right. And maybe the confidence and poise too, but essentially when they drafted him, Kyle saw Nick Mullen's skill set. Kyle isn't the kind of guy who changes his mind that quickly. He's going to still see him that way. And he's going to say, yeah, he had a lot of experience, he had a, lot of, a lot of success, and I give him credit for that. And now I trust him to run my offense, but come on, I'm not going to act like I totally missed something because Kyle doesn't think that way. Kyle thinks he's, he get, he, Kyle thinks his, his first opinion of someone is pretty much right on, which is why... He makes snap decisions. 
why Sam Darnold? Why? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also though I I do think, and I I don't want to take away from Brock Purdy and what he did. I think that Kyle Shanahan is impressed by what he saw. I think he was surprised by what he saw, and I think that's totally fair. But it's not his preference of archetype. It's just not. You can tell by everybody else that's brought in. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is all just speculation. I could be wrong. I just remember how excited John Lynch got about Jimmy Garoppolo immediately. And it just seems like his personality to get really excited about Brock. Kyle Shanahan is super salty like me. And he is not moved quickly by quarterbacks. Um, I mean, we know that. And if he if he ran out Jimmy Garoppolo, like I, I, he's like probably pretty skeptical of Brock. Although you gotta love Brock to to a degree, so that's what I see. I feel like just two different natures. Lynch is maybe a little bit more optimistic or uh, quick to. I don't know what the words are, but I just described it. And I think there's a difference of of temperament here. Yeah, temperament. And, and yes, it is speculation, but it's speculation with history. A lot and we just walked you through the history. There's a reason yeah. for the speculation. We're not just speculating to speculate. Also, there's been a lot of speculation that there's been, you know, um, disagreements between scouts and front office yep. for years in this front office. And they always joke about it, Kyle and, and John. Are we friends? Are we cool? Are, are yeah. Am I still allowed to work here? But I, I think there's way too much smoke for that, for that not to be. And also, who the hell gets agrees about everything? <laughs> no. Who the hell agrees about everything? Nobody. I don't know. Nathan Flores says, but yet Jimmy was still here and he was injury prone and mediocre and they didn't give up on him. But four starts with two, uh, with those two as a running back. Shake my head. Banana hands and Lynch. Well, it's tough when one guy wants to keep him, when one guy wants to get rid of him and the locker room wants to keep him. I mean, I think it, Kyle's been trying to finesse the situation for three years. Hasn't done a great job. Not Doesn't have a lot of finesse. You know, that's the thing. John Lynch has finesse. Kyle has none. So... It's tough. You know what I also find interesting? If Trey Lance is traded, like let's go down the path that he's traded. You're doing for Brock Purdy what you should have done for Trey Lance. If you wanted any chance of this kid panning out and not just throwing your draft picks in the garbage disposal, you should have gotten rid of anybody that could compete with him, take snaps from him, all of that. And now you're willing to do it with Brock Purdy, which is, I guess, nice because you'd be learning from your mistake, but you should have done it the first time. You should have known what you were getting into the first time. That's how you should have handled that situation. Chris Tolerico says, Kyle doesn't care about popular moves. This regime won't win a Super Bowl with Purdy or Cousins, but Kyle wants Cousins, and all they've done is give him what he wants since he's been here. Except Cousins. They haven't given him Cousins. They didn't give him Cousins, so that's who we cousins. wanted. Yeah. Although... I have a feeling he's going to get cousins before it's all said and done. John, John and Tyrone Bigums, John and Tyrone Bigums hang out a lot. Says all day, every day, Kim. Uh, yeah. You got, you just got to know that come. reference. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on. Topic of the show: What is the realistic asking price for Trey Lance? Here's the context: If he were in the draft, you could argue he could be picked fifth of the quarterbacks, probably after those top four. Because they've all played recently, and they're younger. No, they're not. Three of them are younger. But right before Hooker, Hooker's 25. He has a torn ACL. You could argue Trey Lance, even with his layoff, would be you know a high second-round pick, maybe a late first-round pick. But he's not in the draft. You got to trade for him uh, on that deal that's paying him like $10 million a year. And he, you've already 
missed two years of his rookie deal. So that affects it too. Also, he's, he's been injured. So what do you think the realistic return would be for Trey Lance? I mean, I think a realistic asking price is to say, hey, I'm, I'm not taking anything less than a second. I'm sorry. I'm just not. We believe in this kid. We're willing to let him compete. We need quarterbacks. I'm not giving him away for anything less than a second. Now, that may not be what you get. A realistic offer may not be a second, but I think a realistic asking price is, is one second round pick. I think that is totally realistic, totally fair. Not saying you get it, but that that's what I would be asking for, and I probably wouldn't budge off of that. Fine. Then you know what? Get to learn to love Trey Lance because he's going to be hanging around for a little while. Yeah. I, to me, if if I were a team that were looking at Trey Lance and I was thinking, I want to buy low on Trey. I like Trey. I believe in Trey. And the Niners are, are blowing this. I wouldn't offer a second round pick this year because I think it's hard to justify asking for that when he really hasn't played in three years. I mean, there's no precedent. You can't show me a guy who started f- five games in three years, including college. And then getting a second round pick like right off the bat. What I would say is, I'll give you a, a fourth this year, and I'll give you a conditional next year that could yep. become a second if he starts X amount of games. And yep. then the Niners have to decide. Well, okay, if I send him there, is he going to play? Because if he doesn't play, then that conditional is you know shit. So uh, I don't know what are they going to. To me, they can ask for whatever they want to ask for. But if they're really going to trade him, they're going to settle for a third maybe change maybe they could, maybe they get a third this year maybe maybe that's i don't see him getting a second that's exactly yeah. what i was going to say is if i'm a team that is offering that's exactly what i would offer i would say i'm going to give you a fourth this year i'm going to give you a third next year that, that can be a second. second if he starts yeah. 10 games for us or whatever that number mm-hmm. is and i think that's totally fair if if that's as a counter offer i think that's fair but if i'm the 49ers i'm saying i want a second because if I trade this guy for a fourth round pick this year and a fourth round pick next year, and I spent three firsts and a third on him, especially if if I'm looking at the situation and saying, oh man, he actually could play where we're trading him. And if there's any outside chance that this kid could turn out to be good, it's going to be really, really ugly for us. So True. I need a second. <laughs> Yeah, but think about it from a team's perspective. Like, you can't offer that second. You could, because this is what you could do. You could say, I'll offer even a third. You could say, I could, I could offer this third for Trey Lance, or I could draft Dorian Thompson Robinson. And with that, it's like, he's so much cheaper than Trey Lance, a salary cap hit. He's like nothing against the cap. He's, he's not younger. He's not younger, but he's got the full rookie contract. He doesn't have a broken ankle. There are reasons to say, well, you know what? Instead of doing that with Lance, I'll just bring in Dorian Thompson Robinson and do that. So that's why I feel like it's going to be tough for the Niners to get even a third this year. I think they got to do the fourth and conditional next year, which again, which is also risky because, I mean, you now you got to send them to a team that you think is definitely going to play him. And which team is that? You can't guarantee that he's going to compete with someone, and right. they don't think he's. Go- I mean, some people in the organization don't think he can win any competition, right? I don't know. So what are they going to do? I, I, don't, I just don't see the reward. It seems like such a small reward. You might get a, a mid to late third this year. Wow. Super yeah. Bowl. That'll be the difference between an NFC Championship game and a, and a Lombardi. There it is. Pick 84. Yeah, well, especially if you've got to draft another quarterback. Like, 
how crazy would it be? Let's walk through this scenario. Let's say, let's say they do get a late second. We'll just throw that out there. And then they're like, okay. well, we really like DTR. And we think that he's a early third round guy. We're, he's not going to fall to us. We'll just draft DTR with the same pick. <laughs> like I could see the 49ers doing that. How crazy would that yeah. be? Well, I mean, he is cheaper. He is, has he has the full rookie contract. But again, I keep going back to guys, you spent three years worth of first round picks. Like Trey Lance is your first round pick this year. Yeah. This year. Like you have yeah. you're about to draft him again in, in eight <laughs> days or whatever. You're yeah. gonna do yeah. that. Yeah. And he's only had four starts, and you're going to trade him because Brock Purdy is so special. Like, A, you don't know that. B, he's hurt. C, it's organizational malpractice for any reason to trade a top three pick after four starts unless he's in jail for life, in which case you can't trade him. Could you imagine? They draft Trey Lance with their first-round <laughs> pick this year. And then and trade then- him. And then by day two, they're like, you know what? We'll just, trade, what? Him for, we'll just trade him for a round three pick. It's, you know, we changed our Genius. minds. Genius. Okay. So we're thinking they're going to, at best, at best, get a third this year. And probably if they're smart, have to settle for a fourth and a conditional next year. Um, Who's going to be giving them those offers? Uh, We think. I I think to me, let's see. I've got five teams right here. Um, So I've got Houston, Indy, Atlanta, Washington. Tampa Bay. Those are my five teams. I got more. Okay, let's do it. Tennessee. Okay. I think Tennessee's I like the odds on favorite. Oh, hold on. Let me I got an email today. I, I I'm a I'm a big J journalist, so I get these like semi junk emails of like prop bets and stuff. And Jared Kimball, who I don't know, shout out Jared Kimball said Trey Lance next team odds. Hi, Grant. Just shy of two years after the San Francisco 49ers picked Trey Lance number three overall in the NFL draft, it appears the Trey Lance era is coming to an end out west. Earlier today, NFL media's Ian Rappaport reported that the Niners have been fielding calls about a potential trade for Lance, making it clear that Brock Purdy will likely be the club's long-term answer. Uh, utilizing the trade rumor mill, BetCalifornia.com developed hypothetical, odd, hypothetical odds. Hypothetical that doesn't help. Like Hypo- oh, that doesn't help me at all. Hypothetical odds of where Trey Lance will land if the Niners decide to officially move him in the coming games. Which guy? That's why you have to read things. This is basically bullshit. Okay, sorry. Trey Lance next team odds: Niners eighteen point two percent. This is very scientific. Titans sixteen point seven percent. Falcons sixteen point seven percent. Buccaneers eleven point eight percent. Colts eleven point eight percent. Baltimore Ravens nine point one percent. Minnesota Vikings seven point seven percent. And other. Eight percent. I'm going with other. <laughs> going with the field. Hey, so they did have a few of my teams in there, though. They yep. had Indy, they had Atlanta, they had Washington, they had Tampa. So, yeah, I was thinking Tennessee because of the because of the Rand Carthon and the uh, and the tw- and the and the, the uh, Instagram post that Trey Lance put up. Oh, that's that true. Kyle Shannon. Kyle Shannon acknowledged. So you're getting traded to the tit- Titans. Remember he said that. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And also, hold on a second. So we just theorized. Um, that maybe there's a difference of opinion between Kyle and John. Maybe Kyle's been on the phone with, maybe John's been on the phone with Tennessee. He knows Rand Carthon. I mean, they freaking work together. I would imagine they've probably had conversations and and maybe they've gotten somewhere. And maybe John likes the offer and Kyle's like, no, I don't know. But Tennessee seems like a natural, a real natural to me. Just because of the John Lynch, Rand Carthon connection like this. Like that, yeah. I mean, it definitely could be. I, I don't, 
I also think that there's connections in other places, right? Like we, Houston is an obvious connection, Miami, New York. Uh, There's some people in Washington now that Snyder's gone that are connections (sighs) to San Francisco. Mayhew, you know. Real quick, Tennessee owns pick 72. That's their third round pick. Good luck. Okay. I don't think they're getting it. Yeah. I didn't even see does does Washington Tampa I was looking at second round pick so like Atlanta has forty four Washington has forty seven Tampa has fifty Tennessee India has forty one Houston has thirty three um Tampa has nineteen fifty eighty two maybe the Niners can get eighty two something like that Detroit has eighty one Indy has seventy nine um Baltimore has eighty six uh, Minnesota has eighty seven. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I, I just I want look the at, Chiefs to trade for him. I want the Chiefs to trade for him. I want Andy oh Reid to show Kyle Shanahan how it's done. Come on, Andy, do it like you did with Jerry McKinnon. Turn him into a star and send him somewhere Hell else. Oh yeah, that's what uh, Bill Walsh would do. I'm just trying to look at it like, okay, we know at the top of the draft, rumor is if Bryce Young goes number one, and now that's like the odds-on favorite. Bryce Young goes number one. Houston is not going to take C.J. Stroud because same agent is Deshaun Watson. Yeah. They probably don't think Richardson's worth the pick, so they're going to go defense. Now, they do have pick like 12 or something They're like going to make that. the Kyle oh, Shanahan mistake. Yeah. Because D'Amico learned from Kyle. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So then you have pick like 12. Maybe Levis or somebody falls to you if you like them. Or you could go get Trey Lance. You could get a receiver at 12. You could get a defensive player at two. Go that route. Then you got the Colts, who if everything falls into place, let's say C.J. Stroud goes one. Bryce Young goes two. Somebody jumps the Colts at three and takes Richardson, who they really like. Let's say they like Richardson. Now you're stuck with Will Levis at four. Well, if you don't like Will Levis, what do you do? Do you take Will Levis or do you try to trade for Trey Lance and say, hey, we're going to take somebody with this fourth pick and we're going to build around Trey Lance, who's now coming in and we've got Shane Steichen. Hmm. Ding, ding, ding. Perfect fit. Hmm. So, yeah. um, Yeah. Works for me. I, I I don't see the Texans if they pass on a quarterback in round one. I don't see them taking Hendon Hooker. I like Hendon Hooker, but knowing Bobby Slowick and what a system coach he is, he's not going to go for Hendon Hooker because that's a spread quarterback who doesn't throw over the middle. He throws behind the line of scrimmage to the sideline and deep, just like Jalen Hurts doesn't fit what they're going to try to do in Houston. I don't see him going for him. So yeah, if it ain't. I mean, it, I can see Bobby Slowick saying, I don't want to work with DTRE. That's another spread quarterback. So if they pass on quarterback in round one, I could see them going for Lance because Bobby Slowick has worked with Lance. Lance can do that stuff, theoretically. I see it, Houston, and he could play. So I could see the Niners wanting to trade him to Houston because that all of a sudden a conditional pick from them is attractive. You figure, mm-hmm. oh, you know, if he stays healthy, he could play 17 games or something. Yeah. and. I mean, a lot of the, it's it's interesting, at least some of the teams that we have listed here, if it's Houston and Indy, we're going to know very early in the draft that there's still possibilities. They both may go quarterback. And then we're like, okay, well, they're obviously not, they're not in on Trey Lance. So who remains as we get to day two as a possible trade partner? And then it's all those other teams potentially. So it, we're going to know pretty early on if if teams like the Colts and, and Texans are in on Trey Lance potentially. Yeah, and I think it's going to be two different kind of teams. The teams like the Houston that can play him right away, and then a team like the Titans 
who have a quarterback under contract for like one more year. So Mm -hmm. that's Ryan Tannehill with the Titans, Kirk Cousins with the Vikings, teams that want to transition away from the expensive, mediocre old quarterback, but might want to have a guy on the bench sort of learning their offense for a year. So that's where Hendon Hooker comes in. He tore his ACL. He might need a year. Trey Lance comes in. You know, he's been on ice. You don't know if you don't really know. So I think those kind of teams could be interested in Trey Lance um, as well. Yeah. Detroit, maybe. They got golf. Detroit. I don't, I don't no know what his doubt. contract looks like, but. Absolutely. And again, I think Tampa would be, I mean, what do they got? Tampa's perfect fit. Tampa. Tampa would be a real yeah. good fit. And I think what would be cool for him is if he goes to like a real small market team. Like the Niners are nothing but drama. The Niners are a lot like the Cowboys where they get talked about a lot and everyone's got a freaking opinion about their players. Like you go to Tennessee, all of a sudden, no one cares. Tampa, I'm sorry, you live in Tampa. No one cares if you're on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers unless you're Tom Brady. So I think that would be good for Trey because he's just got an avalanche of criticism before his fifth start. He needs to just be under the the radar, do your thing, focus focus on your craft without having being overwhelmed by all this noise. Yeah, and you give him, you know, Godwin and Evans, you can work with that. So Yeah, absolutely. And all he has to do is compete with Baker. Baker sucks, dude. So bad. Timothy, and people, it doesn't seem like any players like him. No. Bad actor, too. Timothy Glander says, Trey trade, Trey trade with lead to a Josh Johnson midseason. <laughs> yeah, oh, so. gosh. Josh Johnson, man. Bund Hot Dog says Kyle wakes up every day and drinks 64 ounces of pickle juice. Wow. Says Bund Hot Dog. I got a Bundless <laughs> Hot Dog and a Bund Hot Dog over here. Wait, Marcus there's a King Bundless says, and a Bund in the chat? Yeah, sometimes I get a Bundless Hot Dog talking. It's Whoa. crazy, man. I know. Marcus King says, Grant, you and everyone else been reaching. Never. You know they aren't trading Lance after a season getting four quarterbacks hurt and Purdy might not be ready for season. You should make videos on the quarterback they will add. Dude, I've been making videos. DTR, have you not seen like my 8,000 videos about that UCLA quarterback that they are definitely going to take? Russ Button says uh, Niners get quarterbacks hurt. Purdy won't play until game five at earliest. Niners need two starting quarterbacks. Trading Trey Lance makes no sense. Agree, and that's why I feel like it might be one person's bright idea, and there might be pushback, and it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. John Lynch speaks to the media in like uh, five days. It's going to be great. Will Kyle let him do it on his own? Will Kyle let him do it on his own, or will he crash the party? I don't know. That, that'll actually be interesting. If he crashes the party, so then that that just adds to the drama for sure. So good. I hope that that the media, that you guys somehow get the answers that we're looking for out of this thing. I feel like you guys did a really, really good job at the owners' meetings, did a good job following up on each other's questions. But we can't rest like, on our laurels. You got to keep it going. can't. So I, yeah. I know that a lot of times you go into there and you got your question that you want to ask because you got an article to write and whatever. I hope that everybody plays off of each other this time around again because there's a lot of things that we need answered. You know, the Niners kind of screwed themselves by trading all their picks because if they had a first-round pick, they could hide behind the that, those questions. Hey, it's a, mm-hmm. 
it's a draft thing. Can we keep it to draft questions? Like, dude, you got no first, second, third round pick. I don't. Nobody cares. None of us know who the hell's getting picked at 99 and after. We're beat writers. Let's talk quarterback. You did it to yourself, buddy. If it was, if you had a first round pick, we would all know the first round prospects, and we would pretend like we have interesting questions asked. But you didn't. You didn't do that. You're drafting Trey Lance. So let's talk about your first round pick. That yeah, you're about to draft again. Who's gonna break the ice on that? Because I feel like the first person that's like, ooh, let me ask there and be like, so you guys have a glaring weakness at right tackle and you know, maybe an edge rusher. Where are you guys leaning? A pick Here's the way I look at it. Let me stick up for my uh for my coworkers for a second, because I dump on them too much and I they are my coworkers and I like them. I don't know if they like me. What I want to say is you gotta do some business. You can't. I, it's okay if you lead off with the right tackle question, if some draft questions. You're just warming them up, getting them in a good mood, and it's a 30-minute interview, and you do need some of that stuff. So get that out of the freaking way. Get that out of the way. Five, seven minutes, and then the, an OG will step in like Matt, Matty Mayoko most likely, and say, John, there's been a report. There's been like four or five reports we got to ask about. But he'll say, John, there's been a report from me and Rappaport that and then just see what he says. And then we'll follow up three, four times. And Eric Branch will have a question. I'll have a question. I think we'll do our job. And then someone else will say, well, there was another report about this. And you and Rob will do a good job of reminding me of all the freaking reports we have to ask him about, all the leaks. <laughs> but, I mean, that's how it's going to go. And yeah. the thing about John is he's not like Kyle. Kyle gets impatient. Kyle gets defensive, uh, which is cool. Uh, it's it's kind of entertaining. John is very smooth and he has finesse. And he said, "That's a good question, Grant. That's a great question, Maddie." Um, but he doesn't always answer it, say much, or it's kind of hard to s- decipher what he's saying. So he, he's tough to pin down. He invites the questions, but his answers are sometimes confusing. I I can't wait till the video drops. You ask him, and he's like. You know, Grant, that's a good question. We really like Ray <laughs> a lot. You know, yeah. we like him on the team right now. And and then the video drops of him like touching everything on his head. Like, oh, clearly. That's the other nice thing about the John Lynch stuff is you can kind of like, he's the worst liar of all time. Yeah. He's awful. He's, he's fun. To, it's fun to watch him just try to bluff. It's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's say that this is a scenario I think every 49er fan is thinking about and every person in the front office of the 49ers has to be thinking about because this is their career. If uh, the Niners trade Trey Lance and he works out and Purdy doesn't because, you know, he's still basically a rookie too coming back from a serious injury. Is that it for Kyle Shanahan? Is that it for John Lynch? Is that it for this whole regime? I think so. I, I don't think it'll happen right away. I'm not saying it'll be like, Oh, one fell swoop, they're gone. I don't see it happening that way. But, but it'll be inevitable I, and slow. It's yeah, you're just you're holding off the inevitable because what's yeah. gonna happen is now you're two years down the road. Purdy's not looking as good as what you thought, or whatever. Trey Lance is gone. And you Kittle's gone. Trent Williams is gone. Everybody's getting paid a ton. Debo's on his way out. And you probably haven't replenished the the roster to take over for these guys. No way you can hit on all of your draft picks. And so now the talent's a little bit less, potentially. You don't have a quarterback. You're still at square one. You're trying to draft a guy, but 
Now he doesn't fit the timeline of some of the older. It's, you're in the same exact problem again. So I think eventually, yes, that would be it. I think the writing would be on the wall. I just don't think it happens like, boom, next year he's gone. It, it won't be like that. But it'll be a slow, painful, you're out of here. Yes. I mean, let's look at it this way. From Jed's perspective, he gave you the go-ahead to get Trey Lance. You probably had to sell him on it. And you probably said there was a plan. He gave you the picks. Those are his picks. He gave you the money. That's his money. And not just Jed, like John and Denise too. The whole York family okayed this. You pitched it. They okayed it. It's like you pitched, you know, a Hollywood production company about a movie that had like a $100 million budget. And they said, okay. And you spent the whole budget and didn't make the movie at all. You just gave up after like the first scene. You're like, you know what? This movie sucks. Thanks for all the money. It's not going to work. It's not going to sell. Uh, we're going to pit. We're going to pivot and make a whole different movie. So, um, at a certain point, Jed could say like, "This is so unprofessional." Okay, I, I signed off on the trade to begin with. You, I signed off on you trading Trey for nothing. Two things <laughs> I signed off on, and I had confidence in you. And then this didn't work out, and Trey goes on to be good over there. I have no more confidence in you. You're fired. And then if he kicks everyone out. Some people might get jobs in the league, but a lot of people would have this stench on them the rest of their careers where like teams are like, man, how can I bring you in here when you were responsible for one of the biggest organizational malpractices in the league history? Like, we don't do business around here like that. So I think this is very serious. And, you know, from John's perspective, if it doesn't work out, he could always go back to Amazon or Fox or whatever right. and just get out of being in the front office and go back right. to announcing. But from Adam Peters' perspective, like, dude... If you're associated with this and it doesn't work out, like what are you going to say? What are you going to do? Are you going to go? Are you going to coach high school football? What are you going to do, Adam Peters? Like, I don't know, man. I wouldn't be if if you don't believe in this, and they do it anyway. I I would go to the Houston Texans, man. Make sure you're not so you're not you're not attached to this if you don't want to be. I don't know. Yeah, that's exactly it, and that's why that's another reason why I think that there is a split is because John's looking at it like I don't care. Like if this doesn't work out. What a, oh, I'm gonna go to Amazon and make a hundred million dollars. Like, huh. ooh, don't huh. don't threaten me with a yeah. good time. You know what I exactly. mean? He doesn't exactly. he doesn't care as much. I'm John Lynch. I'm like, gonna do what I want to do. I, I I believe in my convictions. I believe all that. God love him. And I'm gonna push for what's right while you guys ride the fence. God love him. And again, I don't know for sure. It's just how I read the tea leaves here. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, also if Jed knows that that, that that John was the spark plug of, of trading Trey Lance and not wanting Trey Lance, and he ends up going somewhere, and he was un essentially wrong. He was the one who was wrong about Trey. Well, right. then, then that's it for John. So I guess only the Yorks really know. If there is a split, who's Team, Kyle, who's team Trey and who's not? Well, the, the people that pushed him out after four starts, they're done. You were wrong. Yeah, I mean, if there's, if there's a split, maybe. Because if or, there's... Okay, let's say the split is is the way that we've laid it out, where Lynch wanted Garoppolo, Lynch wants Purdy, Lynch didn't want Lance. Well, you look at that and you say, okay, well, hold on. So you were wrong on Garoppolo, you were wrong mm -hmm. on Purdy. You're mm -hmm. the one that pushed Lance out the door. We don't, mm -hmm. we didn't know what he was yet. Kyle, three strikes, you're him. out. You're zero for three. You're out. Kyle, three on the other hand, out. is like, okay, I'm going to give you one more chance to figure this thing out. Yeah. You haven't gotten your guy. You haven't been able to develop him. Now's your chance. You got one one player. However you want to yeah. get him, go get him. And if you're wrong on that, you're also out. So, you know, maybe I Kyle hope that guy isn't Sam Darnold. 
maybe maybe they had that conversation with him and, and Kyle's like, okay, here's Sam Darnold. It's Kirk Cousins. Yeah, let's be honest. John B says, why do the Niners love mid quarterbacks so much like Jimmy and Brock, but despise quarterbacks that could be elite like Trey? Please help me understand this logic. Well, we've been playing around with a hypothesis also that the reason they're so hard to read is that there, there's two agendas in this organization. And the person who likes mid quarterbacks is the person who won a Super Bowl with Brad Johnson. Is I'm guessing. That's his experience. He's a champion and Kyle is not. John's a champion. He went with John with, with Brad Johnson. If it, if, if, if it was good enough, for John, I'm just saying, I th- that's his worldview. And I think Kyle is the one who wanted Trey. Kyle's the one who felt J- Jimmy isn't good enough. Kyle's the one who's perpetually unsatisfied. Yeah. Except when it comes to Kirk Cousins, which I'll never understand. <laughs> it's so satisfied <clears throat> there. I will never understand that one. Uh, one more. Should Kyle trade any quarterback right now when his scheme is supposedly so hard to learn? Ask Timothy Glanders. Honestly, does that make it, does that make sense? Not too late to actually develop number five. Yeah, I mean that's again. Brock's coming back. What are you talking about? Everything's gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be fine. This this goes back to it not adding up for Kyle necessarily being fully on board because if if he if Purdy has to sit till game three, game four, whatever, you're rolling somebody out there who hasn't been in your system for a long time. No matter what, no matter how you slice it, whether it's a rookie, whether it's Sam Darnold, it doesn't matter. If it's not Trey, that's that's the options you have available. So that's a little weird. Funny money says Kings and five on hood on hood. What, what do you think? You're, you're, you're an impartial observer. I don't, I, you know, it's, it's funny because I'm in a group chat with a bunch of, well, 49er fans that are also warriors fans and they are just crying all the time about every bad call and this and that. And I'm bad. still confident in the warriors. I'm like, the warriors are going to win. And then I'm going to laugh at you because you've been crying this whole time for no yeah. reason. I don't know. I, the like if they win like game that. three without Draymond tomorrow night, like that's huge. And they could that definitely do it. Warriors are just one of those teams that I, I'm not going to count out Steph Curry until that last second has run off the clock and they've lost the series. I'm they really haven't not even lost a home game yet. Like right. the season ha- doesn't start until one team loses a home yep. game. Yep. Or it, unless it's game seven. So yeah. Uh, Raymond Martinez Jr. What's up, Raymond? Says, hearing Parag speak about lemonade stands lets you know what Jed and the Yorks value. Business first, winning a second. Kyle is a lifer. <sighs> yeah, but if, if the word gets out that Kyle's spinning his wheels and he's never going to bring in a quarterback and the media know it and the fans know it, uh, business will start to dip if fans are like, you know what, we're doing, they're doing the same shit every year, quarterback drama every year. Like this is The Niners are a bunch of drama, and I think they like it. You know what I'm saying? Like they're all... They get talked about. I I think they like the drama from Jed to Kittle. Uh, and I think, um, I don't know if winning teams are all about that. It's like the Cowboys do that shit. Don't be the Cowboys. You, you know what the easiest jersey to sell is and the easiest way to sell tickets is? What? Franchise quarterback. That's, That's the easiest point. jersey to sell. <laughs> so yeah. if you continue, so it's like, Jed, don't you want to make money? Yeah. You want to make money, Jed? Get a franchise yeah. quarterback. <laughs> all right, so... Um, it's a bizarre situation. Trading up. Such an aggressive move. Such an aggressive move for a guy who is really inexperienced yeah. during a freaking pandemic when you couldn't even really like meet with them in person. I mean, there was no combine. And then you're actually thinking about giving up on him after four starts, one injury, and no actual failure. It's is it unprecedented or is there anything else that you can point to in the history of the world 
I mean, I think mankind. for the most part, it's unprecedented. The The situation that comes to mind, first of all, like I said, there's no exact. I mean, usually, if you look at like a Josh Rosen who was pushed out in year two, it was because a new regime took over that mm-hmm. didn't have any ties to him. But the closest thing that I can think of in history would be Brett Favre. He was drafted Mm. high round two, started, I don't even think he started, he played two games. Glanville Mm. hated him. The regime stayed the same, and Glanville's like, get this guy off my roster. Like, mocked him, made fun Mm. of him, talked ish to him, did not like Brett Favre, got him out. I mean, obviously, we don't know how Trey's career is going to turn out. If Trey, if Trey turns out to be a really good quarterback, then there's even more parallels. But that's what happened with Brett Favre. Same regime, drafted high, not as high as Trey, obviously, but high in round two is very high, yeah. and they just gave up on him before they even saw anything from him. So that's the closest thing I can think of. I mean, I, I like that because I was going to point to, um, like, losers. I... I uh because yeah i mean brett Favre never got a chance he went to green bay at 23 uh mm-hmm. and you know what he got a great coach a coach <laughs> who kind of mentored andy reed and uh, a coach who did great work with joe montana and steve young and boy that was great for it, it really important it, it matters where you go the situation the place and it doesn't feel like this is the right place and time for trey lance he needs to find his Green Bay or wherever that his his Mike Holmgren wherever that is. I, I don't know. So yeah, that's that's a good one. I was looking at like, dude, the way the Niners are treating him, it's like he's like Paxton Lynch or Jim Druckenmiller. It's like he's Jim freaking Druckenmiller. But those guys were late first round picks, and there's plenty of examples of teams being like, you know what, we took a flyer in you at the end of round one. You suck. Don't need to see anymore. Um, top three that you traded up. You can't do that. I mean, I most owners won't let you. Most owners just won't freaking let you. And for whatever reason, the Niners are allowed to do all that, make some decision based on practice. And people are like, man, they are so ahead. They're just light years ahead of the rest of the league. Look at them. Wow. I just, there's nothing, there's nothing like it, Grant. There's nothing that parallels it. Like I said, if, if you're a high pick and you get moved on from, it's usually because a new regime took over. The regime hasn't changed. If you move on from a guy who doesn't have a lot of starts, it's because they looked awful the whole time, never once looked good, or behind the scenes, they're like a malcontent, or they're doing the Jamarcus Russell thing where they're not even studying film, or Ryan Leaf where it's like, dude, you got other issues that are not football-related that we can't fix. There's always a reason for it. The regime has stayed the same. There are no starts. He's been a, a model citizen. We know for a fact he's a smart kid. He wants to to be great. He picked up the playbook in two weeks. Like, I, I just I don't understand it. There's n- I've never seen anything like this ever in my life. And I and there's a reason. There's a reason we've never seen anything like it because it's not how you run a football team. Yeah. That's not how you do things. Sports organization. I think the closest parallel is James Wiseman with the Warriors. This is basketball. Forgive me if you guys don't know about this, but the the Warriors drafted James Wiseman, I believe, with the second pick, the lottery pick. They took him over Lamelo Ball. Like it was a big mistake, and you know he played like a game or two in college. It was all hype based off of high school and stuff. 
and you know they ended up trading him for a freaking role player like for nothing essentially um i mean gary for a guy that was on their team the year prior exactly they traded him to like undo a mistake they made not even to get anything they didn't already have we like trading trey and getting jimmy back exactly (laughs) so uh but the thing about that was that even james wiseman in comparison like got more of a chance with the warriors he played 60 games with the warriors that's essentially like three quarters of a season that's like if trey had started 12 games so even james wiseman got more of an opportunity and the way i saw it was he legitimately failed they tried to get him to play a role on a championship team. He couldn't do it, so they sent him like the worst team in the league and said, take as many freaking shots as you want. Um, yeah. That's not what happened to Trey. Trey got hurt. Trey got hurt running, playing, quarter, playing running back. So it's a different situation. It's, it's, I would say it's tragic, but his story isn't over. He's not even 23 yet. It's a bad start. Yeah, it's no, it's definitely, it's, it's not over, but it's just, no. it's weird because you can't, you can't say he's a bust either because no. we just don't know. We haven't seen it. And and again, behind the scenes, he's doing everything that you would want him to do. So, <laughs> I, like, hold on. I Let, let's know, put Trey man. Lance into perspective. You knew he was green. You knew he was inexperienced. You knew he was young. Came into the league at twenty years old. He hasn't turned twenty three yet. He's thrown hundred and two passes in the league. His quarterback rating is eighty four point five. Complete career. I mean, there's a lot of guys in the league, starters, with worse numbers than that. This guy's not even 23 yet. Like, what was Josh Allen's quarterback rating before he turned 23? What was Jalen Hurts' quarterback rating before he turned 23? You can't say, I've seen enough. Trey Lance sucks. Well, then you would have written off so many other quarterbacks who ended up being great. It's disingenuous. You can't say that. He's shown more than enough to get a fifth start. More than yeah. enough. And I know the Niners are like, it's nothing against Trey. We just love Brock. Uh-huh. Stop lying to yourself. You don't know enough about either one to make a call either right. way. They're both injured. They're both young. They're both inexperienced. Let it play out. Stop pretending like you know, because you don't. You're awful at making any kind of evaluation with quarterbacks. You're bad at it. Terrible. As bad as which, I am. Maybe which worse. Which is also why like, I, I can't, despite the rumors, I'm not going to, I don't think they're going to trade Trey. I think it it would probably realistically be the best thing for Trey Lance. But I just, I don't want to think that this organization is that brain dead when it comes to this position. Because that's all that they're saying is you're literally willing to throw everything away on a guy you have no idea on for another guy who's hurt that you also have no idea on. To me, this feels like you a have Hail a Mary. chance to play him and figure it out. My guess is this is a Hail Mary from John. Guess. Not a lot of offers, and the offers they've gotten, um, if they've gotten any, are terrible. So what he does is he does this. Hey, um, fielding calls. Call while you can. And it's a, uh, a Hail Mary to see if he'll get the offer he wants. But really, this is an indication that, I mean, the fact that they're like trying to posture like, you know, we're not trying to trade him. We're just listening means you probably aren't that confident you're going to get the offer that you want. That's how I interpret it. They're pro- John's probably not that confident he's going to get the offer he wants or that Kyle wants. How about that? He's not going to get the offer Kyle wants. And so he's throwing a Hail Mary up there. I'm chucking it as long as I can, as deep as I can go and see what happens. But good luck, man. It's not going to happen. 
And they'll, and they'll say, well, we never wanted to trade him. We said we like him. We said we love him. Good, good, good. Uh-huh. Stick with that. Go with that. That's your, that's your story. Is, is this the last topic, Grant? Yeah. Okay. So then I want to bring up, because how awkward is this situation? Now knowing that we do know that Trey Lance is in the building this week, and he's been there all week, and this is when the story's breaking. How awkward, really awkward. is that situation right now? Yeah, and again, if you're Trey Lance, you gotta you gotta be walking in that organization like, man, I don't know who to trust. Who is the leak? Who is smiling in my face and then calling Ian Rappaport? I mean, I don't know. I I could guess, but I don't know. He and and like he could guess, but he doesn't know. And if you don't know for sure, it could drive you crazy, man. Do you really? How much joy can you get going to work when you got that? hanging over you. Oh, I showed up to OTAs to show what a good guy I am. Oh, they've written me off, but just like Geno Smith, I'm not going to write back. I'm going to show up. I'm going to believe in myself. I'm going to be a good guy. I'm going to believe in the culture and all that stuff. First day. No, third day. Third day. Hey, uh, we really want to trade you. Please call us. Wow. Thanks. Again, just let him go to Tennessee and be under the radar for a while. I'll be great for him. Be really nice for him, but it wouldn't be good for the organization. It's what's best for Trey. And if they trade Trey, I'll say good for Trey. That is phenomenal. But the, you, let's talk about you, 49. Like, this is not good for the organization, and it can no. make them look extremely incompetent for a very long time. Hey, you know what? It'll, uh, <laughs> they're talking about all they've accomplished since they transformed themselves from a lemonade stand. This is what they'll be famous for. The lim- Lemonade Inc. blew it with Trey Lance after they blew it with Patrick Mahomes. What are they going to do next? The the only the only way to wipe this stench off the organization if they make this trade is to win a Super Bowl. That's the only way. Because if for mm-hmm. some reason this regime doesn't ever win a Super Bowl, this is this right here is what they're going to be known for. This whole yeah. debacle, trading everything you had for a quarterback that you gave four starts that never played back to back games that you got rid of, whether he turns out to be really good or not. That's really beside the point. If he turns out to be good, it's even worse. But even if he doesn't, that's still what you're known for. That's what this regime will be known for. Agree. And also, like I think Kyle thinks, if you have a really strong team, it, it guarantees you. Not guarantees you, but you're more likely to be in the mix. Keep the team strong. Doesn't matter who your quarterback is. But I'd actually disagree with that. It's way easier to be in the mix if you have a great quarterback. Because you know every year you're going to get great quarterback play, which is the most important thing in NFL football. It's hard to keep a defense great, even though the Niners have done it for four or five years in a row, because it's 11 players. Players get old. Players get injured. I mean, all it takes is a couple guys to be out, and it changes everything. I mean, look at this at this group right now. It's getting older. There are some younger guys in it, but a, a large contingent of the core is getting to 30, and they're What's going to happen? Like if this if this core fades, then you're going to be looking at well, we're going to need something more at the quarterback position. Like yeah, yeah, well, you're not built that way. You ran off Trey Lance because you thought Brock Purdy was good enough. If you had an all star team, well, you're not going to have an all star team every year. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. Yeah. I, simple math is it's easier to control one player, one than position, than yeah, or twenty one, twenty one, yeah, twenty one. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, 709. What do you got coming up at 715? I know you got something coming up at 715. I do. 10 minutes, actually. Uh, call okay. in show. Come on over to Last Second Sports. Call in. 
we're obviously going to be talking about this situation. I know that people have got to get this off their chest. There's a lot of opinions one way or another. So I encourage you to call in, talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. I got to imagine this is probably it. Daddy-O says Kyle is too darn arrogant and he's not a teacher and believes his offense should make the quarterback. Um, we've talked about his arrogance. We've talked about his offense. I think that middle point is important. And I agree with it. He is a lot of things. But a teacher, I don't really think he is, especially at the quarterback spot. And I think that's always going to lead him to, even if he, even though he wants Trey Lance, it's always going to lead him to Brock Purdy because Brock Purdy doesn't need much teaching. What Brock Purdy needs is a scheme and a team, right? And Kyle can provide that like he can for Matt Ryan. But with Trey, like there's some teaching you need to do. And there are guys who can do it. Bill Walsh did that. Bill Walsh taught Joe. Bill Walsh taught Steve. Andy Reid taught McNabb. He taught Mahomes. He taught Alex Smith. Like, Kyle, if you can't do that, that caps you as an offensive. You can't be the best offensive coach in the world if you can't teach a quarterback. John no. Payton. I mean, no. come on, man. I'm just saying. So that's on you, dude. Well, he, I mean, he basically admitted that much when yeah. he asked about the development plan. He's like, well, that's not our job. I mean, once we're in the building, we're we're here to play. So he's got to do all that stuff in the offseason. So that's him telling well, you he's not a teacher. Yeah, man. I mean, I like Kyle Shanahan for a lot of things, but this quarterback thing is very much his fault. And, you know, he can have this battle with John Lynch if they're having a battle because I don't know that John's any better. But Kyle, man, if <laughs> you can't blame anyone but yourself on this, you know, you didn't want Patrick Mahomes. You wanted Trey Lance. You didn't see it through. Like this all reflects very poorly on you, even if someone else is fighting you or whatever. Like you got to you got to prove that you know that you're not totally incompetent about the most important position in football. You got to prove that. You do. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's a bad spot to Absolutely. be in. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah. I mean, really his dad was the same way. That's I mean, true. he was handed a couple guys, but who did they develop? Here's my psychology about the Shanahan's. Dad and son. They're very aware that Mike isn't in the Hall of Fame. Why is Mike not in the Hall of Fame? 3 rings. One is a coordinator, back-to-back as a head coach. Well, because everyone gives John Elway the credit, right? It was John. It was Steve. Mike didn't do anything, which might seem unfair to them because really when they won with, when, when, he won, when Mike won with John, John was like 38, and it was a run-first team. Like The best player in that offense was Terrell Davis, and Mike gets credit for spotting him. I mean, the, the, the Shanahan's are great with running backs. That's what yeah. they do. Yeah. So. I think they are kind of, why is Kyle so concerned about credit? Because well, his dad didn't get it. So I think he's a little, he's, you know, how do I get in the Hall of Fame? How do I get my accolades? Well, quarterbacks sometimes can get in the way. But what I'd argue is, man, you ain't going anywhere as a, you ain't getting to any Hall of Fame without a Super Bowl ring. So I don't know, maybe, maybe you're screwed one way or another. His dad got three, didn't get in. Kyle has none. I don't know. That's, what, that's, that's my yeah, psychology that's, reading. I don't know. That's uh, that's definitely reading the pop psychology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was an English major. This is what I do. Ford not a daddy says think Kyle and Trey still laughing about trades. Kyle and Trey. That's what I Maybe. said, right? Kyle brought this up to Trey. Hey man, you getting traded to Tennessee? Does that mean like, hey, uh, did our general manager try to trade you to, to Tennessee? Good thing I said no, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's a Go good call point. Into, that is yeah. a good point because he is the one that did. Trey did say that he's like, I didn't know until Kyle brought it up to me. Right, and they brought it up, and Kyle made it public, and they joked about it. Oh man, you love to see how how rich and powerful people maneuver 
situations through the media. Anyway, mm-hmm. intriguing. Go call in, tap into Last Second Sports and talk about it with Jesse. Thanks for Appreciate ch- you. Uh, thanks for watching, everyone. I'll be back tomorrow morning. See you guys.